Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, everyone. Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week so far, and I know it's it's only, uh, well, that I won't give away what day it is in the recording, but let's just say it's early and it's already been a week, so I'll just leave it at that. If it's your first time joining us on the show, let me tell you what we do. We are the podcast that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, and we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire, with me, as always, Corey Morissette, Corey are you staying thawed out over there? No, it is very, very cold, and therefore I'm <laughs> having all sorts of technical issues because internet doesn't want to work, vehicles don't want to start, uh, skin freezes almost instantly, so I'm holding on by a thread. But fortunately, we brought in tons of help this week. It's the stars of the Chaz Charles Podcasting Universe joining us here tonight. <laughs> and so I thought, who better to introduce uh, the stars of the CCPU than the man himself, Mr. Chaz Charles? How you doing, Chaz? Hey, hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us in here. Corey, man, woo, we're enjoying some of your weather. I think it's negative six right now. You like Didn't it? get much above yeah, zero all day. Oh, well, you know, we get that stuff. So, no, don't like it at all. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mark got some of that stuff, too, oh, in God. Nashville. They're Did, not used Mark, to snow in doing? Nashville. Yeah, yeah it's, get some it's ice. A, uh, an unprecedented uh, eight inches of snow. I don't no, believe shit. ice because, yeah, uh, we don't get that in the south uh, very often or at all. So it's mm-hmm. it's um, 
it's it's interesting i don't think it's a lot of ice however they are calling for everything to freeze over overnight so tomorrow tomorrow might be a problem for people i myself am staying shacked up inside so I'm um, smart and far, far away, far, far away from that. But uh, weather be damned. You know, we're going to we're going to heat this up with some rock and roll. A la Hell Van yes. Hell Chaz, yes. You, did, you, you didn't come alone. Uh, I did not. Usually, usually yourself, your presence is is more than enough because you, <laughs> you're such a grant. You're such a grand presence on this show, even when you're not on the panel itself. Uh, you're just lurking. But here you are and you didn't come alone. Would you uh, please give us some introductions? That's right. I didn't come alone. I'm here and I got back up tonight because, you know, you guys have been laying it on a little thick past couple of shows. I've been listening. I've been lurking. Oh, I've been taking some smacks. So I got my boys with me here tonight and we have a special announcement, a big announcement that is for your listeners only. Truly huge, huge announcement. So let me start with the people you may have heard me talk about in the chat or on the show. I want to go to Greg Wolfie Wolf. Greg Wolfie Wolf is here. He's from regarding series of uh, podcasts. We started with Lulu. We're on Roger Waters, Roger Ritiker, whatever. Greg, hello. Hey, hello, hey, hello everybody. Great hey. to be here. Great to be with you guys tonight. Thanks for Ooh. being here. Up, Greg? And coming over on the other side from Rush Rash, Mr. Schatz. The Shats himself, Alan Schatzberg. How are you guys? Thanks Holy for shit, me. he speaks. I yeah. never knew that you had a voice because I've been on Rush Rash and it's just Chaz for like four yeah, hours yeah. straight. Fucking guy was speaking more in the in the five minutes we were waiting to get on the air than he speaks on my whole fucking show. But here we are. Okay, so it's tonight it's the Shat show yet again. But hey, between the three of us, we have an announcement. We got a special announcement tonight. We have a new co-host joining the Regarding series oh. uh, in season three. We're going to be covering a new record. As you know, we started out, uh, Wolfie, what was it? Lulu, Metallica, season one, right? Yeah, yeah. Season two here has been Dark Side of the Moon, Redux, which is, you know, what did, what did we decide, Wolfie? We are the podcast that does what? We listen so you... We, we listen so you don't have to. I like that because I don't want to. You're you're doing the Lord's work, my friend. You know what? So we're we're taking medals. We're taking honors. But we are doing a special for episode three or season three. And I think I want to turn it over to our uh, Wolfie, to our new co-host for season three, Mr. Scott Ronroe here, who is going to give the rest of the announcement. Scott, please. Yeah, all right. Well, this is the big surprise, guys, and guess what? I make no apology for it. Oh, yes! <laughs> apologies. Repping the apologies right. to Gary shirt. Yes. The Wearing army my grows. apologies to Gary's shirt. You have your army mark. It is getting bigger. And guess what? You you may have wished for this, and you may regret it. Here comes Uh-oh. regarding Van Halen 3. Oh, Lord. Season 3, <laughs> yes, of the regarding right. series. The mastermind himself you've got right here. Scott has engineered this. He's doing all the prep in the background. He's got shit lined up. That He is totally changing the regarding format, but totally appropriate. Scott, you want to take the grilling from these guys on what we're doing? Yeah, you know, it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I have this idea Last year, sometimes, you know, when whenever we would get on a Van Halen three track, of course, uh, there were some complicated things to say. Everyone had strong feelings. And, you know, truth be told, I do feel a little defensive of the album in the era. 
uh, it, that was my introduction to Van Halen. It was the first concert I went to seeing Gary. So I, I have some mixed feelings on it and a lot of thoughts, but um, I, I think, you know, why, why not uh, take what we've done here on this podcast and expand on it and go as deep as we possibly can into Van Halen three. And uh, as, as Chaz has seen, we've uh, uh, got a lot of feelers out there right now uh, with uh, some special guests and um Hoping uh, we can line up some big ones, including uh, the Big Kahuna too. Working on that one. The lines of communication mm-hmm. are open. Uh, so uh, really looking forward to being able to uh, dive into every track on the album and uh, get a lot of our uh, uh, special guests on. Uh, everyone, of course, uh, from this show is invited to uh, come on, all of our patrons here. And I'm sure, Corey and Mark, you don't know it yet, but you're going to be a, be- a guest to at some point. I'm Fine, sure. I'll come on. Quit begging. Oh. God. <laughs> Balls deep into Van Halen 3, you say. Well, uh, if, the regarding seri- if the regarding <laughs> nice. series tagline wasn't apt enough of we listen so you don't have to, well, that's it's certainly uh, certainly uh, 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 noteworthy for, th- for this particular series. But honestly, if you were going to do a regarding Van Halen 3 uh, podcast, you couldn't have done it without Scott Monroe. And, uh, and although Corey and I don't see, uh, do not agree with Scott's uh, assessment of the uh, infamous Van Halen three album. I actually love that Scott is so passionate about it. And I love that he has the personal connection to it. And that's great. That's, that's, we all we all have our personal connections to uh, certain music and certain albums. And even when there are so many people telling us absolutely not, that's, that's wrong. Like, Fuck you! You're wrong. So, uh, uh, so I, I, so I actually love that you guys are doing this. Um, hats off to you. If I were a, a religious person, I would give you the you know Catholic cross because blessings to you on the. Well, we're journey. taking collections. But- Here's the collection plate. We, we can take care of that. Here's the collection plate. Uh, we'll we'll say a special prayer for you. But you know, we, we're we're kind of doing you know just taking it what you've done here already. I mean, because as Scott said, there's been so much robust discussion both online uh, and on the show for every track that's come up on this. You know, I've spread a a mixed opinion on the thing. Um, So you got Scott's take, you got my mixed opinion, and then you got Wolfie, who's never heard it. That's the the one I'm I'm interested in in hearing is the new listener. I got to tell you, well, Van Halen 3 is growing on me. I've spun it a few times, and still every week before I log on to this uh, call to do this show, my soundcheck song has always been without you. Uh, from Van Halen oh. three, I, I'm really, really loving that track. It's becoming one of my favorites. So, well, look at well, you. my my, look my at... challenge to Chaz and others. You know, look, when we go into this, try to leave some of that Van Halen baggage behind and just judge it on its merits. You know, maybe yeah. listen to it from a different perspective. I think a lot of our problem with it was we came into it with that Van Halen history and baggage. So it'll be interesting to see if we can uh, come at it from a different uh, perspective. I don't know, man. You know, that, still that's sucks. A, a really good. I actually really like that that take. Um, and I will do my best when uh, when it launches. I will do my best to uh, try and have that uh, that perspective. Um, it's going to be difficult considering the journey that Corey and I have gone through on this show with that album and what we already yeah. know. But but uh, I look forward to that. Awesome, man. So I think, what did we say? So we've got, we're in still in season two uh, of regarding uh, Roger uh, Waters. And what have we just gotten through, Wolfie? I think we got uh, through track, what, seven? Uh, we put out six, I think, was the last one we put. Uh, six. Okay, yeah, seven's dropped, in production. Right? Yeah, yeah. So seven's in production now. So we've got a few more tracks, and then we have a wrap-up. So season two, what did we say, Scott? That's coming when? 
think we're aiming for the spring. Or season sometime, three, right? season three. Yeah, yeah, for the spring. So sometime April, May is when the the, the pod, the, that season will launch. So yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to a lot of folks around here, you know, contributing to the conversation. So, so is that regarding Gary or regarding Van Halen? Yes. What are you titling it? <laughs> oh, it's regarding Van Halen 3. Okay. You have to, we're, yeah, we're considering the work, not okay. just any individual. No. Gotcha. I can't wait. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be very yeah. serious over there. Very serious. You are, you are required to wear the shirt though, Fred. <laughs> I have one. Yeah. I have one. Have I can come on the show. One. I got one. There you go. So, well, look, yeah, looking forward to that and uh, happy to have you all on the show to uh, talk about some Van Halen. Hey, who knows? You might get a jump start because we do still have on the wheel a a single track left from Van Halen 3. So, uh, but before we get into all of that, hey, Corey, what's going on in the Van Halen news? Well, I tell you, we we got a couple of different articles this week. Uh, Van Halen News Desk, of course, www.vhnd.com. Great interview here in the story. Uh, by our good friend Eric Senich, uh, behind the scenes with Dave Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen. Uh, we talked about that last week. Uh, I bring it up again because we mentioned Darren Paltrowitz. Darren Paltrowitz scheduled to be on our show here, uh, Mark, coming up at the end of January. Uh, so we're going to get Darren back on here, hopefully spin a uh, DLR cut, and talk about his new book, uh, which is just flying off the shelves. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, absolutely a great book there. So uh, go in and Hell check yeah. out that uh, that article again. There's also a great little story here. Uh, Eddie Van Halen taught me how to fly. It's about a, a young woman. It's a really lengthy article. Uh, Debbie Pinkney, uh, who talks about uh, her love of Van Halen and her journey uh, through Van Halen. She got some great pictures here. That, that was her room uh, way back in the day, which I'm I'm really jealous of. I wish my wife would let me do this yeah. in her bedroom, but, <laughs> uh, but but she won't. Although I do have some Eddie Van Halen pictures in, in the background of my shot now. Um, just uh, great, great stuff. There, there's a current picture of of Debbie in in her wall that I'm in, in the great uh, OU812 uh, T-shirt. So. Uh, you can check out that nice. story on there. I love hearing about Van Halen fans and their kind of journey with the band. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed that read. And then, of course, the big piece of news, everyone on our Discord has mm. been talking about it. Joe Satriani uh, is going to have a special amp built uh, to replicate Eddie Van Halen sound. He talked about how not only is Eddie a genius, but, you, you know, to, to try and, and kind of you know, recreate that feel, uh, you know, he's getting um, some special amps made because, uh, you know, and he really goes uh, in-depth about you know what he learned uh, after doing the Howard Stern show and all the comments he got uh, about uh, ah. you know, how we performed uh, some of that material. Uh, so he's getting some special gear made up uh, to, to try and replicate the sound. He, and l- little tidbits at the end where he talks about uh, the set they're building. Uh, uh, he really wants the, the Van Halen stuff to pop. Then he says, then we're doing Montrose, we're doing Sammy Hager solo stuff, we're doing Satriani stuff, we're doing Chicken Foot. It's a really fun set list. So they're already kind of working on the set list, going through rehearsals. Uh, he's he's going to get these amps. He's going to do the best job he can, and I can't wait. I'm going to see him in July in Toronto, Ontario, a summer night uh, out uh, on, on Lake Ontario. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So you can check out that interview as well, written up by Eric Senich on the Van Halen News Desk. Hell yeah. I Ooh, man. I'm trying to – my brain's trying to process uh, Satriani with the classic Eddie's uh, sound. Uh, I think I think they can do it. It's it's not. I mean, we we talk about on the show all the time. Uh, Eddie is often imitated, never duplicated, and I think they know that going into it. But they're gonna try. You know, they're gonna at least try and give you the the audience member the uh, sort of sonic uh, visualization, for lack of a better word, of of what you might have uh, if you if you never experienced Van Halen live. 
this guy, uh, then uh, we give you the best experience that we can, given the circumstances of it all. So, and Satriani's a damn good guitar player. So I, I think uh, I think we're in we're in good hands uh, for that tour, man. Anybody anybody planning on going to see this tour, you absolutely should uh, find a way. I know I will be, and uh, hopefully not just cry tears of joy. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I make no such promises. All right. So. Now I'm happy they're doing it, man. You know, seriously. Yeah, yep. yeah it's great. Someone's. I don't think uh... Mark in in the uh, interview there he uh, he mentions again his uh, performance of Mean Street on the the Stern show. So I mm-hmm. think he's kind of he recognizes that that kind of uh, gave maybe the wrong impression to some <laughs> people, and he's letting us know. Don't worry, guys. It's going to be better. Good call, Scott. Don't worry. I'm Joe Satriani. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. He's doing it out of spite. He's just <laughs> no. like, oh, you're going to talk shit about me online, are you? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. He, he talks right. a lot about the harmonics, and he said, if you don't have the right uh, right rig, you sit in those harmonics, but you're not hearing them like you would when Eddie mm-hmm. played them, right? So that's why he's he's going to try and recreate that sound. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, don't you don't have to try and do an Eddie Van Halen impression. You know, be Joe Satriani. That's cool. I, I don't think he's gone that far yet. He's just trying to say, I'm, I'm just trying to harmonically kind of get that same kind of punch that Eddie did, because maybe yeah. he was hitting those yeah. notes he on wants Main Street, to, it just didn't quite come he, through. Yeah, he wants to stand in front of that amp and feel the uh, the hair raise exactly. up off his arm. Yep. You know, that's that's what he's going for. I don't yeah, think no. just a, a, a new amp is, is going to, um, he's going to be able to achieve Eddie's sound and feel and finesse and nuance. There's a lot more to it. I could I could sit behind Neil Peart's drum kit. I'm not going to sound like Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you're, very you're not one people, of those drummers auditioning. Drummers are, are you bothering Getty Lee right now to, to be the drummer for the new Rush uh, Shats? Is that you that he's talking about? <laughs> no, okay. I want to let them have a peaceful retirement <laughs> or do whatever it is they want to do. Exactly. But do I, what no, you I'm not do. Yeah, he definitely is not for anybody sitting in that chair. No, he's okay. not for anything <laughs> called Rush like that anymore. No. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, if that's the news, what do you say we go over to uh, last week's. Uh, episode and poll yeah yes sir so last mm-hmm. week we uh we we covered a uh, a very popular and i do mean popular in the in the terms pop uh van halen song because we discussed dance the night away from van halen 2 uh a, a song Corey and myself are very keen on to me it's one of uh one of their classic tunes uh just good feeling rock and roll song and apparently most of the audience felt the same way because we got a whopping 91.6% the dream is made uh what dreams are made of versus an 8.4 the dream is over um and uh this voting went pretty much how i expected to because uh i don't think we've come across anything from van halen 1 or 2 uh that wasn't below 90%. Now, I don't I don't have the uh the chart in front of me so I can't speak on that. Corey, I'm sure you well, can. Well, here it is. Yeah. But, uh currently uh, but there's uh, not a lot of downvoting. No. Uh the, the right now the uh the top song on uh Van Halen 2 is DOA 96.2%, mm. then Bottoms Up 94.4, tied with Light Up the Sky, and then Women in Love, and then Dance the Night Away comes in uh, at number 6, 91.6. And then you get beautiful girls. You're no good and out of love again. Out of love again, uh, being the low one uh, on Van Halen too. So far, at only eighty percent. Oh wow. Okay, so I stand corrected. So there is an eighty percent. There are there are some uh, Roth era tunes you guys are. aren't so keen on, huh? I see. There are. All right, Corey, I sent you the link to the updated Chazolytics. 
Did have you, you updated? Get that? I, well, yeah. You, you got to let me know when you update the Chazolytics. Oh, like, sorry. Well, I, I sent it through that Discord thing, whatever. There. Oh, I don't read that. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Looking yeah. at spreadsheets. He's, he sees the word Chaz and he's just like, I'll get to it at some point. Ah, yeah. I'm going to listen to this guy ranting. Oh, no, not the tableau, the uh, the flourish, the story. Oh, okay. The Chaz is one. our, as if you guys don't recall, he is our resident uh, chart man uh, in our <laughs> graphs and charts. Chaz's charts and uh they're Chaz all very yep. yeah Chazalytics, very fascinating <laughs> stuff and a lot of patience must go into it patience i don't have so uh we have Chaz to do it so that we don't have to yeah but, but the stories are self-evident yes david's yeah. still up there all over the place Never, just like nevertheless said, but... it's a david lee it's an early uh roth era tune so not a lot of downvoting happening and yeah. uh i'm very i'm very happy to see that at 91 almost 92 percent uh of people voted uh yes on that so uh let's say let's go into the tweets and uh, see what people are saying about dance the night away i have a feeling a lot of people are saying a lot and we're gonna start with our old friend heath mccoy heath mccoy says this one's so good it's almost a no-brainer van halen's mastery of a pop hook was always one of their great strengths dave and sammy eras and this is one of their great pop hooks uh one of the greatest showcases of their incredible harmonies too the whole band is cooking yeah absolutely i mean so i'm actually uh kind of surprised because sometimes heath uh comes in with these hot takes on particular van halen songs about whether uh, he wants to upvote or downvote. So I'm kind of surprised the poppiness of Dance the Night Away uh, works for him. So good good on you there, bro. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see. Rava Flav, our friend Rava Flav says, pretty ballsy for the band to go back to their backyard party formula for their second album, and it works beautifully. Talk about Dave's wheelhouse. Harmonies, too. However... Out of Love Again only got 80%. Is this when the poll was loaded with David Lee Roth haters? Uh, no, uh, Rava. Uh, I don't believe uh, there are Roth haters except for, you know, me when we're talking about him re-recording songs now. Uh, I absolutely oh, hate that. I can't stand it. I'm with it. you. Uh, <laughs> totally. But uh, no, it's based on uh, how how the voting goes, how the poll results go. I don't think there are david lee roth haters there are certainly sammy haters though and it, that drives me crazy but uh if there are david lee roth haters uh then let us know because i just want to know that you're out there and then i want to ask you why uh but moving on let's see here uh oh i lost my list there nope we'll get it we'll get it back we'll get it back brad gould says Light, fun, and oh, the harmonies. Hashtag what dreams are made of. So it keeps it nice and simple there. Greg Zito says this track hits the sweet spot with some of the best harmonies in the entire catalog. No arguments. Davey Lee Smith says absolutely love it. Just pure catchy pop rock perfection. Nothing more, nothing less. What dreams are made of. Yes. And Jeff Brewer says not my personal favorite, but this song should beat Little Guitars. It's a crime that it's not above 97%. Uh, the bulk of my rant is on Discord. We'll, I'll go get to that here in just a second. Um, I knew this wasn't going to crack 97%. Um, I, I probably agree with you that it should have, but, I mean, I, I didn't expect that to. So that's, that's wishful thinking on your part, my dude. Uh, let's see here. And I think that will do it for the tweets. Oh, wait. Maybe one more there. Da -da 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 -da. 
Yes, that's the tweet. So now we go over to Discord. By the way, you guys, we had a lot of uh, uh, tweets on this one. But if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join the Discord like these people. I'm about to read from our Discord here. And I know you're on the show already, Scott, so I could just throw it to you. But I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually read out. I, I pay you to do that, Mark. You do it. You do. You <laughs> literally do. So I'm going to do it. So old Scott the Silver Surfer Monroe says, good enough. Uh, nope, not good enough. I'm sorry. Here we go. You got to scroll. Dance the night away is delightful. I've always found it soothing with its gentle, medium tempo and angelic harmonies. It's a sweet pop sensibility that we normally find layered within swinging rock and shredding. But here it's stripped down to the core. Sidebar, I don't care for the faster tempo when the song was played live in the early days. To use a Goldilocks analogy, that's too hot. The tempo of the studio version is just right. I appreciate the analogy. Uh, You go on to say David Lee Roth's soaring vocal range is the standout element for me. I'd say he's a bit outside of his wheelhouse on this one, and he nails it. Meanwhile, the decisions he makes with certain uh, intonations during the verses are perfect. We probably have Ted Templeman to thank for that. Sidebar two. It was bonkers amazing when they busted this song out paired with Feel Your Love tonight at the 98 show with Gary. Ooh, that's pretty. Uh, Eddie Van, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Eddie Van Halen's restraint surprisingly carries into the solo, quote unquote, resection and comes across as carefully planned out. Every note agonized over and matching the song's feel good warmth. His playing here also echoes the incredible lullaby like riff carrying us along. Just lovely melodies that feel like they're being played as we dance under a dazzling summertime night sky. Now that's what dreams are made of. Well, I uh, uh, there's I don't know if you can add anything to that because uh, I that's that's very beautifully said, Scott. As you are little wordy. one to do. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, Rob goes nuts. That was great. That was great. That's what the manifestos are for. You know, that's they're right. wordy, but uh, you, they get the point across, and that is that's what we're here for. So, uh, continuing on with the little manifestos, our patron Chad says. So here you go. One of those songs that you have heard a million times or maybe a million and 56. Do you like the song because it's good? Or do you like the song because it's been shoved down your throat a million times? Do you hate the song because it's bad? Or do you hate the song because it's been shoved down your throat a million times? There are these... (laughs) These are the thoughts I wrestle with every time a popular song is put up to the test of merit. This is a fence sitter for me. I love the music. I love the lyrics. You can sing it. You can bob your head to it. You can use this song as a Van Halen introduction song to someone whom is more on the pop side of life. And with all of that, why am I just meh on the song? Maybe is it because it's a poppy, boring, and safe? Maybe. Or is it because I'm a contrarian who tends to dislike popular things? Most likely. While mm. a great song, for me, the dream is over. Hashtag never need to hear it again. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, but see... This right here, Chad, Chad gives us a very perfect example of because uh, for most of the time when we get uh, people talking about uh, why they voted the way they do, it's usually we get wordy uh, little mini festos on that based on people voting upwards. We rarely get wordy mini mini festos from people who don't like the song, with the exception of maybe Scott. I don't even know if you really downvote anything, do you? Uh I downvoted once. Which one? 
once. <laughs> oh, <laughs> once. <laughs> Literally once. And you're going to do a Van Halen three show. That's going to be interesting. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, and even then, uh, and you and you probably, and I can't remember off the top of my head, I'm sorry, uh, but you, you probably had a lot to say as to the why. And we love that. I didn't. That. No, we no, love- I didn't. I, I just wrote once blows. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know what? That that's correct. It. You did. <laughs> that's, what you did. more do you and need you, to say? That, that that's it. On it. Yeah. Honestly, that's it. That's that's for that song in particular. So, uh, by the way, have have fun with uh, this new venture you're about to embark on with Van Halen three. But uh, but no, all that to say, uh, thank you, Chad, for that. And I I love uh, the questions that you're posing. Um, do I agree with it? Not necessarily. However, I, I like that you're asking the questions and you give us an honest uh, reason as to why you downvoted. So thank you. We appreciate that. And we appreciate you. Moving on, Scott Everett, another Scott in our arsenal because we've got a few. Dance the Night Away is great. It's the epitome of what sets Van Halen apart from everyone else. A rocking tune that you can dance to. The harmonies are pure magic. I hate this argument that something isn't good anymore because it's popular. This is some of the same nonsense that people that downvoted Jump gave. Uh, It's popular for a reason. People like it. Fans that love this band almost virtue signal that we are too good for the hits. If you really like Van Halen and you only love the deep cuts... uh. Or can you, you can, if you really like Van Halen, can you only love the deep cuts? The Van Halen hits were hits because they were and are great. So, so there we go. We got Scott kind of echoing some of my sentiments in the sense of like, I feel people downvote certain songs just because they're so popular and it's so obvious. Uh, but then again, you know, Chad brings up the point of, do we actually like the song or is it because it's so popular and it's been shoved down our throats that we say, Yes, acceptable. We've accepted it. Um, maybe that's 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 up to the listener to decide. But uh, it's interesting, interesting little thought provoking uh, manifestos I'm enjoying. And Kevin Brown says he agrees with Scott Everett. Uh, he says I have a guy who listens to my uh, Tom Petty podcast and quite often comments, "I like it, but it's overplayed." Whether or not something is popular or played a lot has zero today with whether it's a good song. It wasn't popular or overplayed when it was written and recorded, so just judge it based on that. Uh, and then he goes on to basically call you out, Chaz. Uh, <laughs> for, and I'll, I'll read Uh-oh. it because, you know, he, he pays for it. He says, Chaz, are you downvoting only because you've heard it so many times or because it doesn't stack up to other Van Halen tunes? Uh, for me, it's always been a throwaway pop song. It's nowhere near the top of my Van Halen ladder but I would never turn it off when it comes on. And if it does, I'm always going to sing along with it. Hard agree with Scott Monroe Two, uh, The recording is the absolute perfect tempo. It's a funny thing about some songs. Isn't, isn't it that even a uh, five BPM faster or slower and they lose some of their magic. Um, so that's a, that's an upvote. I assume for Kev there since he wasn't too negative. So there you go. All right. It was misunderstood and... and misinformed. I did not downvote this song. No fucking way. Fake news. <laughs> I, I, I think Mark he, he he mistook Chaz for Chad in that case. He unfairly maligned Chaz. Yeah, I think I think I think yes. he did. He he, he tagged you, maligned. but I, yeah, but so so I, I believe that is the case. But uh, so I I apologize for that. And then on behalf of Kevin, uh, he fucked up. Uh, he will pay so... dearly. He will pay dearly. Yes. It's all right. He absolutely will. And then finally, we go over uh, to Jeff Brewer, who alluded that uh, he had a manifesto waiting, and here it is. 
This song isn't even on my top 10 list of favorite Van Halen tracks, but I think it is the best pure song Ed ever wrote. My favorite tracks tend to showcase Eddie Van Halen's visceral, mind-blowing blend of lead and rhythm playing. Mean Street and I'm the One immediately come to mind. However, neither of those come close to the songwriting masterpiece that is Dance the Night Away. It's certainly not an acrobatic song but the rhythm and lead guitar work in this song is still the work of genius i've heard people and even ed say he evolved into a better songwriter over the years but i personally don't think anything he wrote after 1979 was better than this song uh like Chaz has said so fun to play so fun to sing Absolutely brilliant harmony singing, especially coming from a late 70s hard rock act. Some people complain about no solo, but that little interlude of tapped harmonic triads, occasionally arpeggiated, was pure genius. And as Corey and Mark mentioned during the podcast, fit the song perfectly. Absolute upvote. And there you have it. Once well again, done. if you want your uh, you want your little uh, your tweets, uh, or if you uh, want to join the Discord and have your little mini festos like uh, these fine people, join the Patreon. Find the tier that's right for you. I guarantee you, we have it. And if we don't, let us know. We'll make it. It'll happen. So here we go now. And now, since we have this uh, this big wholesome panel uh, of of people on the show, a couple of newbies. That uh, haven't haven't been on the show now, and they're like I don't know how how they feel about Van Halen, but I guess we'll we'll find out. But it is time to do our second favorite thing, not our favorite, but our second manifestations. Everybody, take a drink. There we go. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Here we are. We're gonna manifest Wolfie. the uh, the the track that uh, we wanna <laughs> that we wanna listen to. You, that we want the wheel to spin. Got some Romney's uh, candle mint cakes for you there, buddy. You know. <laughs> right Love on. it by George George Romney Limited in, in Kendall, the gateway to the English uh, lakes. Uh, Corey, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you just to sort of just because because you're right there to my immediate right. All right. Uh, given the fact that wow, look at that wheel, man. The text wow. is so seventeen songs, seventeen get, songs left on the wheels. Wow, seventeen songs left. You guys, it's crazy. So. Given uh, given the, the the panel that we have tonight, and uh, given what we have left on the wheel, what possibly would you want to hear? What would you want the wheel to spin us tonight? Well, I tell you, we're we're getting a lot of the usuals in the Discord chat. I won't ruin it. I'll let you read the Discord uh, manifestations, but I'm going to go a little bit outside sure. that. We you know we had a couple of Sammy tracks last couple of weeks. Uh, we had Dave last week. I'm going to go back to Dave. Uh, I'm thinking maybe something from Van Halen One because we still have three tracks uh, from Van Halen One. So uh, everyone, we've had manifestations for Atomic Punk. We've had manifestations for Jamie's Crying. How about Little Dreamer? That's what I'm going to try and manifest here tonight. So Little Dreamer oh, off right. of Van Halen 1. <laughs> little Dreamer, all right. So, All right, I'll th throw it over to Rush Rash Man himself, Chaz Mataz. Uh, Chaz, you see the wheel there. You see what we have left. Uh, I'm sure you've got a little idea of what you want to manifest on the show tonight. So what is it? Well, I certainly, I already manifested in Discord in terms of getting Josefina oh, out of you the did. way here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but looking at this wheel, I mean, Chats, one day this is going to be us, like down to the end. I mean, we're at like 149 oh. Rush songs now. <laughs> it's, so it's, when you could, it's kind of sad. Right? Look at this. Like, oh man, it's good. They come into the end of an era. And then, like, there's so many great tracks. I mean, I'd love to hear 
God, so many of these. Can I change what I did on Discord, or can sure, I add to it no, you're, since you're, we're live? Yeah, go ahead. You can change it. Only I because uh, we're feeling generous. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Bullethead. There you yep. go. Sure. Ah. Bullethead. Bullethead. There you go. Chaz wants to manifest some bullethead. All right. There we All go. Right. So, uh, Mr. Shats. How about you? You you're looking at this this wheel here. What we have left? Uh, any one of these uh, tracks stick out to you that you'd like to discuss? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, on the wheel, um, what stood out for me was uh, Pleasure Dome. Fuck. <laughs> but now I'm seeing this, and and that was really interesting. I've never heard that that tune, the ple hmm, Pleasure Dome. Fuck. But then I'm seeing there's fuck <laughs> after a number of these of these songs. So I'm I'm assuming. Pleasure Dome Fuck is not the actual title of the song. No, it's no. It's just Pleasure Dome. The, the fuck is the album title. That's from the album For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. So to shorten oh, it, yeah, I abbreviate right. put them on the wheel. So <laughs> it's from the fuck album. Yes. We, okay, yes, we've dubbed the fuck album. album. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, there's, there are still a few good ones. I'd love to hear Atomic Punk. Nice. Ah, Atomic Punk. Often uh, manifested and, and has eluded us for a long time now. So maybe maybe tonight's the night. We'll see. Keep those maybe manifestation I'm, I'm, powers. Maybe. I, maybe. I've got the, the, the powers for that. <laughs> you could. It's We have had people just join the show and call their shot. Uh, famously, Eric Sinich did it first. His very first show called out. Uh, uh, it was Cabo Wabo he called out, wasn't it? It is. That yeah, first okay. time. Yeah. And and we and we landed on it, so I mean, it, this it might be your time. It might be your time, Shats. You know, Eric's gonna be in. He's gonna be in on Rush Rash in a few weeks. Nice. So yeah, we're having oh, him yeah. in. Yeah. So thank you guys. That's gonna yes. be a real, 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 real good show. It's the yeah. good people. Speaking of good people, Scott Monroe, man. Uh, let's see. You you did. Oh, do you want me to read out what you have on uh, the Discord? Hell yeah, I'm sticking with Josephina. <laughs> Josephina, that's right. He's uh, he's he's riding this train straight to hell he's he's on the titanic and it's going down but uh yeah he's just like he's trying to ma manifest the final track for van halen three he's he's Monroe, he's getting man. it he's getting uh, it in now because he's getting prepared he's preparing let's for go. the new uh, venture <laughs> so josephina it. there it is god help us uh and uh mr wolfie sir how about you anything uh on the wheel uh stick out to you that you want to talk about well uh so i'm i'm not uh, coming into this as a giant uh, Van Halen guy, and my musical background is, you know, in some different areas, but uh, certainly appreciate Eddie and the band. And I tend to lean, uh, unlike a lot of your audience, more towards Sammy. And I like my man, dope. I, oh. I, I, <laughs> I I can't I, I I like I like that I like the Sammy stuff and Cabo Wabo is one of my favorite tunes that he does and so it's a very good I am gonna um, manifest when it's love. All right, when it's love. Oh, very good choice. Very good choice. Uh, oh, there uh, it is. Also. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That one also has eluded us. That one, um, which really baffles me, but uh, there it is. So good, good call, good call. So, uh, and then uh, before I do my manifestation, I'll go over to our Discord. And again, if uh, you join our Patreon, you get to be on the Discord and you get to manifest, and we say it out loud. 
like Josh wants Josephina as well. Very popular. I see what he's doing here. Yeah, I, I, I see what he's doing. I see I see what's happening here, in fairness, so, but it's fine. Okay, in fairness, uh, I think a lot of our patrons are missing the live shows, and we're like three tracks away from completing ah. albums. We have House of Pain, we have Josephina, and now Summer Night's actually on 5150. Uh, we'll finish off that one. So if we spin one to uh, finish off an album, then we can do our, our ranking live show. So I know uh, folks like, like, like Tom are just kind of looking forward to the live show again, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for you sure. got to get so, Van Halen and, three. You got to get that done before we hit our season three. You yeah, got to have point. that panel discussion. We, we have until the spring keep, to get that done. Yeah, we keep we joking th- yeah. that uh, we keep joking that the wheel is going to throw us a curveball, and that will be like the last one that we the spend. last one. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of <laughs> some sort of poetic injustice. I don't know. We'll, we'll find hey, we're out. trying to help uh, that along here. Let me know if uh, uh, maybe a little envelope or something could help. I that know. Along. I'm not know. saying nothing, but you know, a little envelope. Help that along, get that gun done, yeah, by a certain. Don't time. you try and uh, destroy the, the integrity of my show, Chaz. Find the integrity. votes. Find the votes for that song, would you please? Come on, find All it. Right. Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> Who used his godlike powers to uh, spin away? Uh, from uh, well, it was uh, Van Halen one track. Jamie's crying actually came up oh, when we had the right. uh, the Bogus Otis Boys back on. That's right. we had to, you know, and I, you know, again, we've we've only used the Mulligan a couple of times. It's, we haven't been proud of it, but we it's just it, it was necessary. But anyway, Jeff oh. Brewer wants somebody get me a doctor. Yes, uh, that one's also okay. been uh, often often uh, uh, manifested yep. and alluded. Uh, Chaz's original Josephina. So he's trying to he's trying to get it over, trying to rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, Michael Triplett wants House of Pain. He's he's ready go. to get that done so we can do a live show on uh, 1984. So, and then Tom, of course, Tom Armbruster wants House of Pain as well because he absolutely wants to get down on that live show. And uh, and then of course Josephina by Scott Monroe. So uh, there it is, man. Like they're trying these 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 fellows are trying trying real hard to uh, to have us put an end to one of these albums that we're so close to. For me, though, I think uh, yeah, I think uh, House of Pain's the way to go. I think I want to listen to House of Pain. I think uh, it's it's time, and I think it's time to talk about 1984 via live. So there it is, with all my manifestation powers going towards a House of Pain. All right, we've got all of our manifestations in. We got them locked. Corey, let's see. We've got six people on the panel. How many lurkers we got? Uh, currently, I believe we have four, so I'll, I'll shuffle this mm. thing uh, ten times. Ten times. Seven, eight, Give nine, it a... ten. There ten we go. Prime. Wolfie, you, you, you're running the odds, Wolfie. We got a line on this one <laughs> or what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're the data man, Chaz. <laughs> All right, get ready for Big Bad Will. That's what, uh, or Big Bad Bill. That's what I'm. Uh, <laughs> Big Bad Bill. Uh, that's what I'm gonna, you know, predict is gonna happen. But let's. Uh, Sammy's been warming up in the back. Let's see what we come up with here. Here we Do it, go, Sammy. Hey, look at this. Oh, it's wet. It's low. Oh, All right. Oh, oh, we're oh, so close. So close. Literally by the skin of its teeth, like oh, on the, just barely above the line. Look at oh. that. Wolfie, Wolfie almost had it. Oh, man. Wolfie called the shot. Yeah, Whoa. Wolfie called the shot. shot. So close to Josephina, man. Hot it damn, was, I ooh, thought that was I happening. Thought, I thought that was I know, it. I yeah, thought I, I thought it was it. happening, too. So look at that. First <laughs> time on like the show, he calls his shot, and he gets it. When it's love. 
when ah, it's damn. love, we are I, going I, I back to the same. I love this era. show. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfie's our new uh, uh, number one fan. I love it. <laughs> That's it. Well, uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much about this song without sort of tipping my hand. But I mean, everyone knows how I feel about the the Sammy era, and uh, I've I have manifested this track a few times. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, Without without voting, without saying you know how we feel about it, uh, any any opening remarks before we get started and listen to this track from anybody? Cool. Uh, well then, uh, well I will <laughs> keep an open gonna... mind. I was letting somebody else go first. Uh, you know, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. no, no. Receipt. Hey, maybe maybe it's best. Maybe it's best we just sort of let it play out a little bit and uh, yeah, yeah. see where we're at. But um, this one, uh, I'll ju- I will just say. This is one of those, uh, at least for me, a, a good example of really listening to what uh, Sammy can do. And that's what I'll say. Um, mm-hmm. So, Corey, uh, if, if everybody, if you guys are ready, uh, what do you say we get this thing started? Well, I wanted to point out one more thing. Oh, this, yeah. This finishes off OU812. So we did finish off an Ooh, album here tonight. Bam. So our wow. next live show... We're going to be ranking OU812, and that's going to be interesting. I oh, can't wait that's going to be, yeah, it is going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm going to, I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. It's just, we're bringing Festivus <laughs> back for this live show. Festivus. Yeah, the Festivus that's of Van Halen Records apparently is OU812. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to arguably the biggest hit off of OU812, one of the most recognizable Sammy tracks. Uh, this is from all the way back in 1988. When it's love. So right away, I already know uh, the voting is going to go a particular way anyway, because not only is this a a Sammy era tune, but we're going to start off with the very thing that apparently the Sammy haters just can't stand about this era of Van Halen. And it's the it's the synth and the keys. They just can't stand it. They hate it. Like, oh, it's so it's just so bad. The the synth and the keys. Why would Van Halen do that? It's like so. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm being uh, facetious, but I just had to point that no, out. No, like, no, no, no. Right. Asked, asked. Now answer, please, because you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Oh, those keys. Uh, it was, just, you know what? It's Van Halen light. That's all. And, you know, I guess that's cool if you're standing around and other light music comes on and you're like, you got to be there anyway. And it's on and you can't help it. And then Van Halen comes on. You're like, oh, okay. There's some Van Halen. Fuck. Yeah. I, I would say, though, I mean, you know, the, the keyboards come in and it's and it is it is light and it is is poppy sounding and it is ballady and all that stuff. 
But I think Sammy's vocal on the tune is really powerful. The voice, you know, like the way, you know, Eddie's guitar playing. Yeah, he 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 hits really hard when when he's when he's you know ripping out these these riffs and and leads on, uh, with guitar. But I I feel like Sammy's voice in the tune is just really really strong, really solid. Like not like fluffy, not poppy. It's like powerful. I feel like now uh, Shatz uh, yeah. Sh is a drummer. I want to get his opinion because we have a, I have a little side stick going on there. And some nice cymbal work. What, what do you think about like side stick uh, on like a power bell like this and, and what Alex is doing kind of on, on the cymbals there? Well, it, it goes along with the beginning of the track with the, with the synth and um, he's keeping time um, and some cymbal swells is nice, but it comes in hot and heavy. And I always loved Alex Van Halen's drum sounds. Uh, when he used the Rototoms in uh, 1984 and his snare drum sound is fucking iconic. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, people, people die to get his snare drum sound. Uh, so uh, when, when, it and the double in, bass shots, um, I, I don't, well, uh, the pedals, some double bass work. Uh, I, I don't think I really know him uh, much as a, as a double, like a driving double, double bass player. Um, but his toms and his uh, snare drum sound uh, is always just right there and, and in your face. Well, it's a great point with the uh, intro here. I mean, to me, I'm really tuning into what Alex is doing. Yes, the keys are there, but to me, it's really Alex that is, you know, the star here so far and just kind of uh, taking us along. 100%. It's those accents that, to me, uh, sets it apart. So it's a very, it's a, it's a very nice melody that we're playing on the keys. Uh, not everyone in the in the uh, chat agrees. Uh, Jeff Brewer says, "When it's lame, respin." Uh, and then he said, <laughs> uh, "Love walks in part two. Yeah, uh, which yeah. Uh, it's a very mature Van Halen. That's it. I think yeah. it's a it's a mature Van Halen that I, I would suffer so. through on Light mm -hmm. FM. It's about it." Tom Armbruster says, "I'm not a fan of the click and the keyboard." Uh, Jeff no. comes back and says, "Sam's most notorious out of place phlegm hack in a love song." Uh, but Scott Everett, well, you know, you asked about that side sticking. It's disruptive to the it, keys. I would rather he was so? not doing that. Actually, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think I, it's I'm, I'm not a fan of, a... of it, but I, I, I kind of liked it here. But I'm usually not a fan. Mm. I, I can kind of see your point. I don't know if it's out of place, but uh, we, we, I guess we'll uh, cross that bridge when we come to it in about you know a second. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Scott Squared, Scott Everett, the keys are great. Set the tone for a great, great song, and Bang is about to rock. Damn right. Oh, yeah, so let's get back into it, shall we? Okay, be, before we get into the big one here, uh, I, I'm kind of doing some reading uh, on this song, and diehard Van Halen fans who like to crack on Sammy, it's usually about his lyrics. Uh, here we have some very generic, everybody's looking for something, something to fill in the holes. He, he's not, you know, 
elevating the the form at all lyrically here but is it working for you guys i always thought the lyrics kind of worked for for what this song is you know it's not you know one of his bigger think pieces or if he ever did really a think piece other than the uh arm wrestling movie uh song over the top uh winter takes it all that's what it's called i love that song but um, I, yeah. the lyrics in this one never really bothered me did they bother anybody else no it absolutely fits i mean based on yeah. uh you know, not to uh, we're only just sort of in the beginning stages of the of the song, but we know it uh, the way it's structured, the way the song is and like maybe they consciously went out of their way to make a uh, sort of a pop ballad. If that's the case, then then it's in, an intentional choice uh, to have the lyrics this way. But even if it wasn't intentional, it still fits uh, to me. I've never had a problem with these lyrics. It fits, but to the point, I think that Scott made, it's generic. I mean, it's just, you know, there's, you know, and then when it gets into the chorus, it's like, yeah, it's just a little cheesy. And I don't think this one, lyrically, I don't think it stood the test of time. It is a little too generic. Not that it's a bad thing. Me. I mean, and, and this was ultimately Van Halen's third biggest hit uh, behind Jump and Why Can't yeah. This Be Love. Jump hit number one. Why Can't This Be Love hit number three. This hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100. So. Or is it what Lars said? It's stock. It's kind of stock pop Van Halen. It's kind of what it became, right? This was like such a blueprint song. There were a lot of songs that came after that had flavors of this too. I think it's fucking stock. What? Which part of that is unclear to you? I got you, Chaz. I'm ready for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, just going back to the chat here. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hold okay. on, though. They, yep. There was an interesting blend in the mix. So, um, there, there, to me, the the way uh, through, especially the the verse here, um, the keys and the guitar are really so tight in the mix that they're kind of blending together. And I really wish the song might have been stronger for me if they had just brought the guitar up a little bit more, honestly, because it's still got a, a good Van Halen groove feel to it. But like that, that I can't tell at a certain point what's the synth and where's his guitar in just this mix in my headphones. So I wish the guitar had more punch to it. You know that's fair, and I think OU812 gets a lot of grief uh, for its mix, uh, as does 5150 mm -hmm. to a lesser extent. But OU812 yep. I think is the big offender. So that when everybody heard they were doing remasters of the Sammy era, oh, you're gonna do a remix too? And no, we're not getting a remix. We're just getting a remaster. Right. So uh, the shitty mix is gonna sound a bit better. But that shitty mix, unfortunately, is still going to be there. For this song, doesn't stick out to me as bad. Uh, Tom in the chat says, I don't have any issue with the lyrics. Uh, so I, I agree with him there. Uh, Scott Everett says, the lyrics work. Uh, so good that he's keeping it about uh, love and and not cheesing it out with sexual innuendos. And this love song is not about aliens, so good job by Sam. There you go. At least it's not about aliens. There you go. And uh, Tom says, I like Van Halen brand cheese. I, I think that that's kind of what it comes down to, doesn't it? Like, whenever, if Van Halen's <laughs> going to do cheese, at least it, it's it's good quality cheese. It's not government cheese. We're talking about that high-quality Velveeta shit that you guys have in the States there. <laughs> American Velveeta's cheese. not real cheese. <laughs> no, no, no. This is sold and distributed by Roma Foods. Symbol of quality all over this cheese, huh? That's what we're hearing. <laughs> all right. Mark's back. Let's keep her rocking.
right. So there's those vocals that Wolfie was talking about that I think kind of separates the Sammy era from the Dave era. You can look at the Dave era for being harder hitting, uh, better lyrically, sure. Uh, better grooves, sure. But the, the Sammy era, like Sammy is a singer. Uh, we, we talk about those powerhouse oh, yeah. vocals. He's showcasing it uh, on this uh, chorus. And, and then we got, uh, you know, the harmonies going with him. Like, uh, that, that's one thing, like, Eddie and, and uh, Mikey really harmonize very well with Sammy Hager. And to me, the chorus here is really what elevates it beyond the generic, you know, you have, like you were just talking about, Sammy's stellar vocal performance. You got Mikey's harmonies and the call and the response. This is really where it ratchets up for me and it becomes not so generic anymore. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Same. It's the hook. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that that draws you in. But uh, I was going to comment before. Was Van Halen ever about the lyrics? Oh, Dave's had some standouts. The more and more we go through this show and the way we... Because never in my life have I analyzed more about... uh, this band than when we started the show because it just became apparent that we had to if we were gonna dive in to all all the tracks the way we're doing and it has become apparent that uh lyrics have always been kind of secondary and especially i mean because they kind of have to when you're in a band with uh alex and eddie van halen because they are steering the ship they're the captains they are the ones uh setting the navigation uh, D- Dave and, and Sammy, for lack of a better phrase, are just kind of uh, keeping up, you know, setting, you know, helping uh, sort of, you know, I don't I, I ran out of uh, ship analogies, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it so then it becomes a conversation of all right, but the the lyrics might not be, uh, you know, the greatest poetry we've ever read. However, do they fit the song based on the musical structure? And a lot, oftentimes, even though I think a lot of uh, Dave's lyrics are a bit are a bit hokey, he is really, really good, as it turns out, with uh, his metaphors, and he's really good about telling a story regardless. Sammy, on the other hand, is either very uh, on the nose with what he's trying to say, or he is just so far out there that I just, I struggle to uh, figure out if he gives a shit or he doesn't um, because, and every, everybody will bring it up. I'll do it first. Like the, the track up for breakfast for one thing is, is probably <laughs> some of the, not only is it lyrically one of the worst things I've, I've seen from Van Halen is probably lyrically one of the worst 
set of lyrics I've ever seen in music. Um, and that's saying a lot considering I've read so many Beyonce songs and anyway, <laughs> okay. uh, but, but never oh, come on. This is the same guy that wrote Dick in the dirt. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He and, said uh, worse. And here's, <laughs> you don't need a second helping. Yeah. He, he has, and there are a lot of bands, especially from a particular era, like this era, uh, that were doing the same thing. Um, yeah. and whether, whether or not people say that that was more acceptable or not, I think people put Van Halen on a higher pedestal because it's a higher caliber band for, uh, based on who you're comparing it to. And of course there's the discourse between who's the better singer. Is it, uh, you know, Sammy or Dave? And of course you say singer and that's one thing lyricist. And that's a completely different conversation. So, um, when you ask, are the lyrics important in Van Halen? The the real cop-out answer is honestly, not really. But yet, because of the show and because we're doing this, we 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 have to point them out. And we have to, and when they when they work, they work, and when they don't, they don't. It doesn't matter who's singing it. So that's that's sort of my answer to to that quandary. I don't know. I'd put anything on fair warning up against anything from OU812 in, in terms of lyric, but that's just me. Yes. Yes, I'm in I mean, with you. And this chorus, oh God, this one just gets me like, come on, couldn't you have come up with something else? Yeah. How do I know when it's love? I can't tell you. Who, who said it? Yeah, lame. Yeah, yeah. How do I know when it's lame? Yeah, yeah. The, the chorus in this one's really lame. Hey, uh, Tom, so uh, let me, let me, cringy. I think they say I'm today, sorry. cringy. Let me see if I understand this. You're bothered by the chorus because of the question Sammy's asking or just what the lyrics actually are? Because the question Chaz... he's asking, the, the way he's asking okay. it, it's just like, oh, gosh, I want to hide in the corner if I'm at the high school dance. No, it's just corny. It's goofy. It's uh -huh. not Van Halen. Uh -huh. You don't ask, how do I know when it's love when you're Van Halen? Come on. <laughs> this was not a question Van Halen should have been asking. And the answer I'm is, sorry. I can't tell you. <laughs> but it lasts forever. It'll last forever. Okay. Apparently. Oh gosh, how do I know? I, it's uh, love? Come on, it's so goofy. It's so lame. It's 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 Van Halen light. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I I guess I just don't. You know, like I don't know that the whole it's like lame. Van Halen. Van Halen would never ask when it's love. It's like, well, uh, uh, num number one, yes, they would because they did. Number two, uh, uh, fuck. At this point. I you're like, how can you, how can you say they would never do something when like, Mark, look what all of they did in the past. Look, look, well, that's where I was at at the time, but now, you know, I mean, shit, I'm, I'm close to saying I'd rather hear up for breakfast. I mean, ooh, honestly, because ooh. to me, that's more in the spirit of that's a personal choice, I guess. You know, but, you I mean, know. you know, cherries on bananas. <laughs> no, sir. Up, no, to the lunch pail. You know, I've goofed on that as much as you have. So no, I'm not there. I mean, but, but honestly, it's actually more in the spirit of my Van Halen than this song. Sorry. Well, uh, Scott Everett I would, uh, was in high school at the time and it was perfect for 1988. And he's 100% right on that one. In 1988, this song was huge and for good reason because mm -hmm. this is what people wanted. Every rose has its thorn. People wanted when it's love. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, yo, God, we want to talk about some stupid ass lyrics from the time. <laughs> Every rose. Hey, look, I'm glad the band off. had a hit and I'm glad everyone <laughs> loved it. I'm glad it was so huge. It's just not, not my flavor of Van Hill. And that's all. It's still out. I mean, there. that's, it's that's fair, but I will, I will, uh, my final rebuttal is that, uh, this chorus, whether, you know, whether you, you mm -hmm. like what he's saying or not, 
is you say it's not Van Halen is like, well, actually it is because most of Van Halen choruses are only the title and that's it. That's all that's they're true. saying is the title <laughs> of the song. So, that's you true. Know? Yeah. True. Fair uh, enough. We'll, we'll give the final word on this to Jeff Brewer. <laughs> I never paid much attention to Van Halen lyrics. It's, it's what the vocalist is adding to the song and the vocal melody. Um, and the lyrics were just kind of an, an afterthought for me, except some mm. of Dave's um, uh, stuff, his, uh, his ad lib stuff is very cool. And, and uh, his showmanship, with all of that, but lyrically, I just, just is your vocal melody adding to the song or detracting from it? That's about it. You know, that's a good point. And we got a moment coming up uh, in the second verse that really doesn't work, but I wanted to go right back to uh, Jeff Brewer who says, I just don't listen to Van Halen for songs like this. I prefer to listen to journey for this stuff. They make better songs like this. And he says, Chaz is exactly right. Which is the first time anyone on the planet earth has said, Chaz, is exactly right. Holy oh, cow. take a screenshot of that. All right. Thank you, sir. That's yes. a good buddy, Jeff Brewer, who uh, says Chaz yes. is exactly Jeff, Kind right. of a backhanded compliment there, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, let's... you weren't reading the screen. It was fair. It was good. All right. Let's get back to it here. All right, that line has always bugged the shit out of me. We're going back to Schatz's point about it's never so much about the lyrics, it's how it's delivered. Teach you your final love lesson. That's such a clunky line, and he doesn't deliver it well. Uh, I'm doing a show right now on Metallica, Mm -hmm. and we're talking about how James Hetfield, how he delivers a line. Nine times out of ten, it's it's perfect. He really kind of elevates material. There's that one time where it's a kind of a clunker. To me, that line was always a clunker. Teach you your final love lesson. Just the way it kind of flows out of the mouth, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, I couldn't even know. Yeah, it's like a like, Joe Elliott kind of moment. Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Yeah, that teach a lot. you your teach you your final lesson in love doesn't fit the the line. You know, it doesn't no. it doesn't fit in the uh, you know. So he's got a the arc of the story. The arc. You, you, you think there's an arc to this story? <laughs> well, I think that's what Mark was getting at. That it wasn't fitting. With I just the mean. I just mean like it, it wasn't. It was. Uh, you can't. You can't uh, rephrase it because the just the phrase of the. Uh, of that bar it, it wouldn't it, it just doesn't work any way you, you do uh, it try to reword yeah. it yeah, yeah. um i've well, never i mean I, again i, I never, I never bothered me bother i never jumped yeah it didn't bother me either but uh but i get it i get what you're saying though i was always now it's probably gonna buy his uh cory oh my god jeff <laughs> his, Brewer um, says his... cory is exactly right we Chaz, we got to make sure this show is recorded for posterity because jeff has now said you <laughs> and me are exactly right that's never happened <laughs> what you got scott yeah, uh, I was always more confused by his intonation on focus. Uh, to me, it kind of sounded like he was saying fungus or something. It's just oh, kind yeah. of a weird <laughs> way he delivers focus. No, that's a good there. call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's <laughs> something Joe Elliott would do. He would like pronounce it that way. So it's focus, but he'd say fungus, like fungus. <laughs> right? That That's what happens a lot. I, I hate that shit. It's yeah. just so awkward. Because then, like, you sit down, like, say you like the song. You want to sit down with acoustic guitar. You want to play it for somebody. Then you get this awkward kind of, like, thing you got to deliver, and it just makes for a bad situation. Come on. Fair enough. Uh, Scott Everett, uh, we're going to go back to the chat, says, I think change is hard for some people. 
And as the music and sometimes lyrics matured, I won't say the lyrics matured here, not everyone was able to mature with it. Some people just want to stick with their party Van Halen. Uh, and and yes. that's fair. Obviously, Van Halen is transitioning here, uh, becoming something big. And every band does this, you know, uh, talking about going back to Metallica. You know, how many fans want a Metallica to just be? I want Metallica from Kill 'Em All to End Justice, and that's it. Everything else sucks. But, you know, the. No, the band... one back, one back. Oh, okay. Not even End Justice. We're going master. No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, stop there. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were never Metallica was never going to be their old thrashy self without Cliff, and that's just the yeah, that's just the true. truth. Good point. It is. You know, yep. it is. Um, and you know, you can't for Van Halen. I guess uh, you can't you can't party all the time. You can you have to take some breaks. No. Um, I mean, because like look, said, Dave Dave tried to party all the time too, and where has that gotten him? Look at him now. Yeah, I think you and I are in alignment there. <laughs> He's banging on hotel rooms, asking people if they coffee. remember him. Yeah. But I mean, but the word I always use for this band is dynamic. Okay, like if you're doing party all the time music, then suddenly you're stuck in a box and you're stuck yeah. in this one uh, particular yes. thing. Van Halen has always been uh, a dynamic band. They can go outside the box. They can do whatever the hell they want if they want to do it because that's just how good they are. This is an example of we can do the power ballad, sure. You know, part of me, part of me really hopes. And again, folks, I'm not an expert and I'm not a rock historian. I want that uh, noted. I have to mention it every show. But I like to think that they they purposely made this song uh, for the uh, intention of you know what. They don't think we can do like a powerful rock ballad. Yeah, we can. Uh -huh. Let's show. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so to my point, right, the the idea that Van Halen would be represented in some musical group somewhere that I wouldn't expect it. And I could be like proud of, hey, yeah, that's Van Halen, you know, so like like in a crowd where they're not used to listening to Van Halen, you know, it's nice kind of entry point. It's very pedestrian. It's very safe. It's very pop. It's, you know, the best of the sound of all of that but just overall man right there just gosh how do i know when it's and, uh and Van look Halen? and not well, for nothing <laughs> not not for nothing but you know what audience really loves the strong power ballads the ladies uh -huh. and van halen love the yeah, ladies yeah. so uh ba if you want most bands if if they can get the ladies on board then they're that means that they've done something right Oh, so I, it's not just a it's not just a dude fest all the time. I, I tell you what, did, did a young Corey Morissette touch his first boob at the age of fourteen at a school dance to win its love? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we. All right, we got a lot to unpack there. We got the bridge leading into the oh, uh, yeah. into the guitar solo, and then 
A guitar solo that's just a little too down in the mix for me. Chaz, let's start with you. What do you think of all that? So the solo for me was one where I really realized he was going for that bluesy kind of Clapton sound there um, on this record. Uh, this was one of the first things that stood out to me and was like, oh, is bluesy. And then there are a number of other tracks on this album that where he kind of goes down that path more so than I think I ever really called out before. Um, and he certainly, he did a lot after that, but this was really the first one where I was like, Ooh, he's going for like a Clapton kind of blues tone in this and still trying to be Eddie too. Um, but where again, it wasn't hitting it for me is that the tone wasn't there. And even when he went into the, the, uh, finger tapping at the end, his tone was just not, again, it was kind of stuck in this kind of bluesy saturated tone that, that I'm not, or not, not, not so saturated, but more clean that I'm not used to hearing Eddie do, you know, take that technique in through. So it was kind of like, it didn't stand out so there was nothing really stand out about it other than it just sounded like really different when i first heard it and the fact that he's he's really it's got it's a real nod to clapton which yeah it kind of kind of separates it to me a little bit too what do you think mark sounds like cream you know like that uh that solo is very very kind of a cream inspired to me when i hear it um I do agree with you, Corey, though. I think it's uh, the solo is a little bit further back in the mix than I would like. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. that be, Because of the nature of the song, though, it, um, it's still sound quality wise. It's it still kind of works. I would like to for it have to have been brought out a little bit more, but it still works. I can still hear the notes very clearly. Uh, matter of fact, in my younger days, this was one of the solos uh, I would hum to myself all the time and then crack myself up at the end when, you know, Eddie's like let, letting loose a little bit more and I'm trying to hum that. Yeah, yeah literally do it like doing that and crack myself up. But I don't know. I've always, I've always uh, thought that it's, it should be a source of pride that you've written a really good solo when people can sing it back to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like a lot of people got real familiar with this solo and that's you know that's that's not easy to do that's that's really not easy to do but it's van it's eddie van halen we're talking about and he he did this stuff all the time so um i think the solo absolutely works for the song um it it is very clapton inspired and you can hear that and that's and that's perfectly fine my only uh uh problem with it is the fact that it's just a little bit uh, i wish it were brought out a little bit more and um i don't hate the tone uh i'm not sure what he's doing maybe he's like uh he's switching his pickup a little bit more i don't know i'm not sure but uh i i feel like i kind of wish it was just a little bit more uh crunchy like maybe the the distortion was just a little bit like just yeah. a, just a little bit, not a lot, not a, a more lot. Gain. Not to take just a little gain, not to over, yeah. yeah, 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 not to overpower everything else, but just a little bit more, just to kind of give it uh, more of that little ballsy edge, I guess, to it. But having said all that, I I think it absolutely works, though. How about you? Wolfie? I think it's a tasty solo, um, and I think mm-hmm. it fits the song, and it's it, it, it is Clapton esque. But it's definitely Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's go to Wolfie. The chat's cut me off, bugger. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Did you, you wanted to get my take, Corey, on the Yeah, absolutely. On, on the guitar? I, I like it. 
I think it works really well. I'm a big fan of Clapton. I like that tone. I like that style that he was playing. Um, and uh, I, I, I agree. I think it, I think it fits. I think it fits with the song. I think it elevates the song. Um, and you know, uh, yeah. When the solo comes in that may, in that tune, it makes me happy. Yeah. All right, Scott, you got the final word, my friend. Yeah, that solo has a lot of personality to it, I think. And I think Mark really said it best. It's memorable. It it just sticks with you. Um, you can remember the notes. Um, and let's not forget the bridge before it, too. That's, I, I, I dig the bridge. Um, I, I like hearing uh, Sammy and Mikey come in together there. Um, I, that whole section really works for me. Perfect. All right, let's get back to it. I just got to call out Alex. There you go. That, great that was little, tasty. That was tasty. And Alex with that great little role uh, during that yes. session, kind of leading back into the chorus. Yeah, gotta give they the sounded like themselves love. right there. Got to give the drummer <laughs> some love. I know Shatz is going to back me up on that one, but Alex is doing some really good stuff uh, in that section. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was uh, in my in my younger days, when I was just sort of developing uh, the vocal ability, I always thought if I can find a way to, if I can just sing half as good as the way Sammy sounds in when it's love, like, especially in this section when he's just, he's singing, he's real high in his upper register. Uh, and he's just nailing it. I thought it was like, if I can do that, if I can get up to that, I think it's like, I think I'll have something like I will, I'll know in my brain, I was going like, I'll know I'm a talented vocalist. If I can do that, if I can get my upper range up to Sammy's level. Let's hear it. Um, whether or not it whether Let's or not I ever did is uh is that's that's a debate I leave for everybody. Oh come on, else. Let's hear but, it. Uh, <laughs> give us a when so, it's love. Let's go. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh. Well, I gotta say, I'm much more comfortable you with him going there in a song <laughs> uh, on your uh, all fans or whatever. Your um yeah yeah your, my all yeah. fans. <laughs> that's it. But I'm it's much more comfortable with with Hagar going that place in a song like Dreams. What he just did in this song, like the ah ah, you, you feel it. I hate that part. That's like my least favorite part of this song. That and wow. Mikey's response to it, way too high for me. And I thought, like, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable, and I don't know why. Get all like, is it the is, are you are you saying the uh, high singing is is uncomfortable for you in this in this song in particular, and those those oh, lines, okay. the, you know, can you feel it? And the way he calls it out that way, the way he sings it, this just has never rubbed me the right way at all. No are you way. fine with it's it called, in a song like Dreams? Passion. It's called Passion, Chad. I can take his passion in Dreams. I can take it when he's really in it and he's really, it's just like you cannot stop it. It's a force of nature. This feels a little forced for the pop sensibility and the radio hit and the big Hollywood machine that, you know, kind of Van Halen and some of the Van Hagar music became. I'm sorry. This was just kind of what started for me. It was like, he didn't really need to do that. Like it, it, for me, it was a little out of place and it was way too high and just, ah, could do without it. Mm. All right. That's just me. But I appreciate that he can go that high. It just, I, and I would take it in I another think he place. Sounds I think he sounds really good at that upper register in this song. And yeah. it's, I think it's powerful when he's 
that all the way up there but he's just nailing it too he's right yeah. on the tone and right on the melody and uh, it you know I mean, it's, it's it's such an impressive range, right? Vocally, and that he can that he can maintain that clarity at the very top of that register. I think it's really that, profound. yeah, I very strong. That all the all those points, like I echo. That's like if it'd be one thing if he was doing it, and it you could hear the strain in his voice, and like, oh, Sammy, don't do that, man. You're 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 destroying yourself. But like, no, 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 he. He he did it multiple times, and he's just he is in it yeah, and nailing it. it. I yeah. was yeah, I was gonna say, Chaz, like if you had a problem with high singing, I was like, well, you're gonna have a bad time on Rush Rash the more you keep <laughs> doing it, because <laughs> Kenny Lee's voice very famously very high. Hey, like you know, I hey man, yeah, you know what? We don't we're just like you guys, you know, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> Rush has different eras, <laughs> just like Van Halen, you know. I mean, same singer, but three distinctive vocal styles, or at least five, or what do we say, Shad? Seven have we landed? How many eras of Rush, right? There's so many. Seven. <laughs> oh, yeah, about seven different chapters. Right? There are yeah. over that longer career, right? So, yes, there are some songs that way. And like I said, man, uh Hagar's mm. got plenty of examples, like when Eagles fly or that other two and he sings i mean he's got yeah. examples where he soars with the angels man and he's truly brilliant and i don't take any of that away from him you guys know that i've been very fair yeah, with sammy yeah. but this one just feels like he they they forced a lot in to get a big radio hit and it worked okay that's all i'll say <laughs> and it was successful yeah fair enough fair they enough. were great <laughs> plenty of people love it and i'm in the minority but for a reason <laughs> spoiler but, alert for how this how this episode ends <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a, a quick question for uh, any of you that have seen them perform this song live. So it sounds, it, can you feel that note, the feel uh, note is right spot on. And I, I question how many takes did that take to get that note perfect? And could he reproduce it live? That's a good question, because actually well, my point was going to be on the can you feel it? I thought he was straining a little bit and kind of struggling, especially on mm -hmm. the feel it part. Yeah, straining to hit that, up. but the note yeah. is spot on. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, it's not pitchy. It's it's right on the money. Uh, but how many times did it take to to get it right? And and can like I said, has anybody, have any of you seen him perform it live? And can he do it? I never have, but uh, maybe I'll play a little live clip of this song uh, when we're finished uh, the album cut uh, to see how he hits it, because he definitely doesn't get as high uh, as he does there. I know he's talked about the difficulties he had on Dreams and, and how the, mm. the, the you know Don Landy and all that was really pushing him uh, yeah. on, on Dreams to, to, to kind of get up there and stuff, so... But I have a masterpiece what he yeah. did on dreams. Yeah. It, it really is. So I'm more really yeah, I'm more concerned with his like uh his his voice after that one than I am on this one. Uh Scott Everett says Sammy always did a great job with this one in concert. So uh Scott uh, Monroe, did you have anything to yeah. add to this one before we uh, keep going? No, and actually, I, I think uh, in 2004, when I saw him, you know, they played this. Um, might not have been the best test case uh, with the uh, state that the band was in at the time. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never been disappointed with the Sammy performance live. Um, he, he tends to to hit it, you know, um, when whatever the song is. Um, so, no, I think, uh, it, again, the, uh, the, the range that Sammy displays here is really that that's kind of always often the highlight for me of, of, uh, most Sammy tracks, you know, it's what makes his era so distinctive. Um, you know, I, uh, Dave has his own things that he does really well. 
and uh, Sammy is uh, really um, in the song and dreams, what, whatever the case may be. Uh, he's displaying his strengths, and uh, he that that high register is really impressive at times. Um, and uh, the, you know, uh, I think uh, paired with Mikey, uh, we can't forget about Mikey. Um, it, right. it really takes it to another level for me. Your bro Scotty E in the chat says he saw them every tour with Sammy. He backed out of that in in two thousand four, and I'm sure he won't try it now. I guarantee he probably won't try that note now when he's going oh, out on the no. best of all. No, probably not. <laughs> Especially no. if he was backing out of it in 04. No. Sammy went out and he he hit it every night. He was out there on the stage and he knew where he was playing and he was a professional, no doubt. You know, Dave had a much different presentation life. Well, that's that's, that's <laughs> much different goals. Different. Much different goals. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, difference Sammy, between uh, he, Dave and Sammy. Sammy put out a li live album a few years ago with the Wabos, and uh, when he sings "When It's Love," he does a duet with uh, Gary Sharon. He called Gary Sharon out on no stage. shit. Oh yep. no, really? I gotta hear that. Yep. Okay, I'll <laughs> listen to that. it. Well, I'll, I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, I'll, I'll find the best live clip I can here, uh, probably from live right. right here, right now. But uh, before we get to there, we got to finish off the uh, the album version here. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's do it. Right, I'm being very distracted by uh, Chaz's um, pornographic uh, hand signals that he's making there. But I, I really kind of like how they went from just the, the keyboard melody. And, and then uh, uh, Alex plays a great little run. Uh, and, and then and then we kind of get back into the song proper. I really always kind of yeah, that part of the song. Yeah, something a little lighter. We're going to go la, 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 la. <laughs> Fucking Van Halen, no. Sorry. This, so the end of the song is really what killed it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> it's a call and response, man. They're trying to get the audience involved and, like, feeling in love. You know, everyone's everyone's feeling it. That's the that's the point, yeah, Chaz. Is. It's yes. called Thanks. passion. Yeah. yeah. You heartless monster. Uh, as Dave would say, <laughs> use my hand, I won't look. You like Def Leppard. Like, Def Leppard made a career <laughs> yeah. out of songs like this. Def Leppard is a totally different experience than what <laughs> I expect from my Van Halen. Right. <laughs> you ain't, yeah, and, that's for sure. And which era are Def, Def Leppard are we talking about? Oh, let's not get started there. They oh, started I, I know you love your euphoria. That's your <laughs> two hands or right? one hand. That, yeah, those are the eras. <laughs> two, two. <laughs> <laughs> no but i love parts of one up until you know and then so yeah so we're giving too much away but season four of the regarding series is going to be regarding <laughs> slang oh can i be on just, that show just for brown 
I absolutely can. I, I, I would co-host that motherfucker with you because I, I don't. You can't All even right. see it. I, I met Def Leppard. Uh, the the, the picture is right there. I saw them on Viva Hysteria, and I got to meet oh. the band and saw them do Hysteria. Uh, nice uh, front to back. We can swap stories. I met them as well, and so Wolfie, we got our co-host for season four. There he is. I've been trying to Corey get a Def Leppard show off the ground forever, and no one would do one All with right. me. So. I'm regarding in. slang, maybe regarding we can slang. even have Kevin Brown come on and maybe we can turn him around. Oh, fuck. I, I tried playing yeah. uh, Kevin oh, Die Hard the Hunter the other day. It did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear that. I hope you got it recorded. Yes. What do you say we uh, finish this one out, though? Yes, I'll sir. Let's do it. have it third the biggest closer. single of all time for van yeah. halen yeah. yeah the closer for us yeah, a little in AFU terms of too. ou812 now there you yeah. go <laughs> okay sorry oh. yeah so when it's love yes uh the power ballad of the van hagar era uh one of one of a few but uh the most uh, the the biggest one I would say so and I think uh at based on the chart readings you just gave uh that would uh that would apply so well i'm just gonna throw it over to uh mr poopy pants over there uh chaz mataz and just uh you'll you'll be the uh you'll be the first one you'll be the first one i ask hey chaz when it's love from ou812 is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over let's say you Explain yourself. <laughs> After all it that. It is 50, 50.1. I can't oh. downvote it because, like I said, if I was in mixed company listening to someone else's Light FM and this song came on, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Van Halen's represented. But, ah, fuck, it's still kind of embarrassing and don't really want to dwell on it. But, uh, you know, the um, song itself, I mean, look, I don't know why Corey has never cued in on this, but... I, I think it's it's actually it's a sex song and it's about his boner. How do you know when it's love? You can feel it. <laughs> and he wants to make it last forever. It's gonna last Why forever. Why have you not clued in on this? Go back and read the lyrics. Go back to the beginning and just scroll through it with that with that filter now in mind. It's about his boner. So it's kind of tongue in cheek. It's just something you feel <laughs> together. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on. This is what I'm saying. How do you know what it's love? Ninety percent well, of Sammy well, Hagar songs are about his boner. We I'm all know. I'm gonna this. tell you how you know it's when it's love. It's when you feel it. Oh, when am I gonna feel it? When we <laughs> feel it together. Come on, it's his boner. So you know what? I still think there's a little tongue in cheek in it. As sincere as they were trying to be, I do think that there was a little bit of a 
a joke in it. So I'm 50.1, guys. So don't go. This isn't like major news. This is barely there. <laughs> Chaz is using uh, the method I use about uh, Nine Inch Nail songs, where I, I argue every single one of them is about sex in some way. Uh, he's <laughs> like, that's that's his uh, Sammy Hagar excuse. So, all right, that's fair it. enough. Well, there you go. In a, in a surprise move, even for himself, he couldn't downvote it. So there's one you go. So. I'm going to throw it over to uh, Mr. Wolfie, Greg Wolf, man. All right, so uh, you've heard it. You've you've had uh, some thoughts on it, but now we give your final thoughts. I ask you, uh, is when it's love what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? I give it a thumbs up. Um, I, you know, I think it – it's in keeping with this album. I, I already said I like the Sammy stuff. I like his vocals on it. You know, I don't totally disagree with Chaz. I mean, there's there's a lot of cheese there in that in that pop ballad, but um I still it's it's a it's a good song and it's it's a fun song. And you know, in terms of the variety of stuff that they've got on OU812. I, you know, I like that it's there, uh, you know, and, and it's distinctive and, and, uh, so yeah, I give it the thumbs up. Right on. There you go. All right. Love it. Shats. We throw it over to you. Uh, uh another, uh, newbie to the show when it's love, how does it fare for you? Is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over? I give it an up. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I think uh, Chaz really um, struck on something uh, with his analysis of, of what the lyrics really mean. And I don't know if you guys heard it at the end in the chorus viagra <laughs> i don't, did you did you hear that i i kind of heard that but uh you know it's, it's, it's cutting edge technology way before it's time but yeah <laughs> sammy's an innovator we all they, hey, they 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 maybe they uh you know they coined it um but no it's a catchy poppy um sammy hagar inspired uh love ballad and it did them very well and uh so you you can't say it's a bad song because it's not no it's golf clap van halen i give them a golf yeah clap. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> eh, you've had your say you've had enough enough out of you we've had your say we 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 throw it over to uh uh you know someone who uh we we really respect around here scott monroe all right you've uh you've heard the chatter you've heard uh the the, the song you, you know it uh, what what say you, man? Is when it's love for you what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? All right, I'm going to try and bring a little bit more class to the discussion here. So, <laughs> Good luck. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if you had asked me in the late 90s what one of my favorite Van Halen songs was, I would have told you the song, When It's Love. Uh, the reason, though, is I have an emotional attachment to it. Um, so when I was in high school in my tech class in uh, 1998, um, we were very close with uh, neighbors across the street. And um, 
one of our neighbors, uh, her name was uh, Marie. Uh, she died at age uh, 41 of cancer. And uh, we were very close with their family. Um, and I decided to do a video uh, tribute uh, to uh, her after her death, uh, taking lots of family photos. And I played the song over the uh, the video tribute that I produced uh, in a tech class for her. So it's always held that emotional attachment to me. And I think that really speaks to, for me, the power of the Sammy era of kind of having that diversity of sound, of um, having ballads that while they, you know, at times may be uh, generic or corny, um, can really speak to you at certain points in your life, whatever the situation may be. And for me, um, it made that connection. It made that emotional connection. And uh, it, it has a really uh, uh, deep-seated importance in my life because it came at a time where the music was able to bring that kind of solace and to make that connection um, in a way that uh, I and others needed at the time. So for that, I'm, I'm very grateful for the song and um, for, uh, you know, playing that role uh, for me at that time. Hell yeah. I love it. Good stuff yeah. there. So there you have it. We, uh, uh, now we, I throw it over to you, Corey, man, are you, uh, could you possibly be the contrarian of this panel? Because I thought, I thought the dead ringer for that was going to be a uh, rush rash man over there, but, uh, he surprised <laughs> us. So I throw it to you, sir. Is when is love, what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? I gotta follow that. Like, come on, I was gonna take yeah, it back to boners, <laughs> and 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 I gotta follow you know, Scott. <laughs> come on, you know you know how this show goes. Oh man, it's like you host. What? Something to fill in the holes. This is totally about boners. How did I miss that, Chaz? Jesus, you're right. Ah. Oh. So, sorry, Scott. I, I, I loved your story. <laughs> I can think about his boners Scott. now. God, it's I got, I got wood on the brain. I, I, I really enjoyed this song. I know I'm a little critical about it lyrically and stuff. Um, for for 1988, especially the, the great, great tune. Well, well constructed. Um, if I want to, you know, kind of pick it apart musically, I really love what Alex is doing on the drums here. Uh, he's doing more on a power ballad than any other drummer. Uh, Ricky Rocket's not fucking doing that on a poison ballad, right? Like Alex Ricky is doing Rocket. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, insert hair metal drummer name here. Uh, it's all uh -huh. the same, right? <laughs> Alex is the, is just yeah. that much better. Um, uh, for a power ballad, and what VH1 named it the twenty fourth greatest power ballad of all time, I would rank it higher. Um, it, it's got oh, some yeah. cheese ball lyrics, but like like Tom in the chat said, uh, put me down for some Van Halen cheese. And give me that T-shirt, Kevin Brown, Van Halen jeans. Oh yeah, ready. yep. Uh, at first, the, the chat was talking about, um, you know, you you guys talking about uh, uh, Pleasure Dome Fuck being a T-shirt because you thought that was the name of the song. <laughs> and, but who, who's going to walk around in a Pleasure Dome Fuck T-shirt unless you're going to like a, you know, a, a, a porno convention or something? Uh, but uh, Van Halen uh, cheese uh, put me down for that. But this is absolutely uh, for me what dreams are made of. Not my favorite by far on OU812. Uh, but but for just a great power ballad in 1988, I don't think you can get much better than this. Uh, Mark Kamire, uh, I don't even think you were born in 1988. You're you're such a young pup. Uh, you're you're just a, a shade over 21 years old. Uh, you're still listening to your Taylor Swift and your Weekend and uh, whatever the fuck else. Your Drake, sure, why not? Um, for for a, a young and like Lipa, do a Lipa, do, do a yeah, Lipa, was, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what did you think of? Uh, when it's love by Van Halen. Is this what dreams are made of or is the dream tragically over? 
God, you said so many like upsetting, triggering things in that <laughs> statement right there. That, uh, <laughs> trying to trying to trying to get my head straight from all that. Uh, here you go. The year was eighty-seven. Uh, Twas the year of Mark, actually. So, so I was around, um, barely, but I was around. <laughs> um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and and follow up uh, any of what uh, uh, you guys said, especially not Scott's story. Not Scott. I no, I don't. I don't have uh, that deep of a personal story. But I will say that this song, during a time where my pessimism was growing as a as a youth and uh, uh, learning to rebel, this song actually filled me with uh, a lot of optimism and that, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not all so shitty. Maybe it's uh, not going to be just uh, bleak all the time. Maybe, just maybe, uh, there, there's some love out there for you. So keep keep it up. And honestly, I, I was a, a slave to the, the majesty of Van Halen's music. Everything about this song... It, it works for me. You can call it Van Halen light. You can call it uh, uh, not my Van Halen all you want. And that's that's completely fine. That's your prerogative. But the fact is, it is a Van Halen song and it is one of their most powerful songs. Um, even if you're not a power ballad kind of guy, this song lends way for, uh, you know, for people to to be to kind of get into it. It's like, you don't like power ballads? Like, well, listen to this one and tell me how you feel about it. And you might still have the same reaction or, you know, you might think about it in a different way. Maybe it's just uh, the the power of Sammy's voice. Maybe it's the way the, the music is structured. As you guys say, there's a lot of really cool things happening on Alex's side of things in the rhythm section. And then Mikey's, oh, sweet Mikey, with those beautiful harmonies. I mean, it, it, I'm never going to say a negative thing about that guy ever uh so you know just just fyi um and that's that's really all i got as i it's um not as uh deeply personal to me as uh as as scott uh but it is definitely a song that i've held with me um and is i think it actually for me based on uh where i was when i heard it and the way it did make me feel as a young kid uh, I I do get, I have to say I think this one might be my favorite of OU812. I don't think it is their best song on the album for sure, structurally speaking. Um, but just for me as a personal connection, like yes, I I I just I adore this song. I think it's great, and for my money, I think it is one of the better, if not the best, uh, power ballad songs of, of you know '80s rock. Uh, and you know uh, you can put that up against all of them and i think this one stands apart and but that's just that's my opinion and that's the way i feel about it so there you go uh and if by my calculation that's a clean sweep it is of uh what dreams are made of and so now we get to have some fun it's fun for me anyway that's right yeah for all the newbies on the call we play a little game on the show called how many times have van halen played when it's love live and you're hearing the prices right thing because we play prices right rules you have to get closest to the actual number without going over if you get this right mark meyer will come to your house and sing you a song while you try and make tender love to your wife all right here we go how many times have van halen performed when it's love let's start with uh thief of joy chaz mataz chaz how many times do you think van halen played this song oh shit all right so this game sorry 
having too much fun over here. So um, <laughs> it, it came out in what, 88? 88, they toured. Yep. How many times did they tour before they broke up? Just once. Just once? Shit. And they played it uh, 73 times. 73 times? Is that your official guest? That's, oh, no, no, no. Okay. okay. 115. 115. All right. There you go. Uh, let, let, let's go to Wolfie now. Wolfie, how many times do you think Van Halen performed in their concert career the mega hit When It's Love? Uh, I'm going to say 200 times. 200 times. All right. Scott Monroe, let's go to you next. How many times do you think Van Halen performed When It's Love? Uh, it was a staple during the Sammy era. Uh, they busted it out in 98. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a flat 300. 300. All right. Chats, we're coming to you next. How many times do you think Van Halen performed When It's Love? Who are you asking? Chats. You cut out there. For that was you, me? my friend. Yep. Oh, it's up to me? Yep. Oh, uh, well, okay. So what do we got? We got 115. We got uh, 200. 200. We, we got, got 300. 300. Yep. I'm going to say, uh, there's no actual prize. You don't have to think too hard. 225 already. <laughs> there's no new car. What are no, you talking about? No new about? car. <laughs> All right, Mark Meyer, it's your turn now. So the high bid right now is 300. Uh, Shats came in at 225. How many times do you think Van Halen performed when it's love? 140. 140. Interesting. Well, I tell you in the in the chat we have a Scott Everett at four fifty, Jeff Brewer at five hundred, but there there there, there can only be one winner uh, here tonight. Bam. Scott Monroe, you are tonight's winner. The correct answer yeah. three hundred and eighty nine times three eighty nine. So I'm impressed nobody went over in the chat. They all went over, but you guys uh, nobody went over. <laughs> But Scott Monroe is the closest, so uh, expect Mark Meyer showing up at your door to serenade you as you mow the lawn or something. I don't know what you do for fun. So, you know, it, once once the uh, uh, eight feet of snow decides to uh, to melt, <laughs> which I, I don't know when that will be, so you know, hang tight. Now I, I was able to. Uh, I, I think I have queued up uh, when it's love. Uh, from live right here right now if you guys want to hear a little bit of it we'll see what what sammy mm-hmm. does that are in that do, section you, do you have it at the uh the particular section that we were talking about the, i have uh, no idea sort of bridge i have no oh, idea okay. we're, we're gonna find out though what do you think let's try it sure. from here Still pretty powerful of voice uh, way back in 92, 93 when this uh, concert was. Uh, he nails impressive. it. He, didn't, he doesn't elongate that last note as much as he does on record, but he still hits it. And uh, he still hits, uh, you can feel like that, uh, the high falsetto. And actually, that sounded way more powerful live than he did on yeah. uh, record. Uh, yeah, so, I would agree with so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a win in my book, but I mean, I'm not shocked. <laughs> okay, well, and, and a much different, I mean, when they're live, obviously the sound is much different. The guitar is much more prominent here, and, you know, it probably would have gotten a much higher vote from me if they had done that on the record. 
because yes, yeah, I've heard yeah, the live yeah. version and this whole album live is much better than it is on the album. That's very true. Every song that they ever played that I've heard. Well, yeah. and let's not forget though that Sam re-recorded his vocals for the live album. That's right. Yep. Ah. Yeah. Yep. Which can happen. The I mean, there's probably that. I didn't Yeah, there's that. there's probably some variables of uh in the okay. live mix vocals were probably shit. Mm. Maybe they uh decided to record on a on a rough night happens all the time. So, yep. you know, no, there, either way there's either a whole way, big story go to the van halen news desk and check out their write-up on live right here right now there's a whole big write-up on the whole there you thing. go yeah that's right i remember all right you guys we did it when it's love another one off the wheel and that wow. completes our ou812 journey yes. so uh to all the listeners out there be on the lookout on our socials uh because we will be having a live show very very soon to discuss and rank Let's do it right now. Eight one two. I'm ready. <laughs> well, we can't do it right. Now. Oh, I mean, get your ranking well, done. I mean, like, you say you're ready. I don't know. I don't know how long your internet's going to hold out in that. Blizzard, <laughs> That's but, true. Uh, That's we'll, true. We'll it's see. very cold. <laughs> so I don't know. Like maybe maybe I'll <laughs> grab my bottle of whiskey and I'm like, all right, let's do this. But uh, yeah, there ain't so, no hanging chazzes I mean, around here. No right. way. It's too damn cold. It's oh, too yeah. cold to be hanging anything. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're not. Hanging, yeah, not hanging nothing. So there you go. Um. Um, well, this has been a, a, a star-studded event, I'll say. Uh, even with our, our newbies on the panel, still a star-studded event. And we, we kind of owe that all to our resident grumpy man, Chaz Mataz. So, uh, Chaz... <laughs> Uh, we we uh you you take you take some shots we we throw some shots at you you take them with with stride and we appreciate you for it because we always enjoy having your presence on here it is a, a you've become a a staple on the show even early on so uh we can't we can't hate on you too hard because it's like it's yeah. all love. So, it's uh, all so thank love. You. That's right. It's all it's love. All love. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. So please, uh, once again, uh, let let the people know what you got going on and uh, uh, with and uh, give uh, our your your esteemed guests uh, an acknowledgement as well. Would you? Absolutely. Yeah. So again, thank you. You know, uh, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing if you guys weren't doing what you were doing. And so we take everything we got. And that is uh, not an understatement, correct, uh, Shats? Uh, we take everything we've got from you and then some. <laughs> Uh, both, I felt very uh, at home here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Wolfie is uh, definitely feeling uh, the 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 similarities as well. So yeah, if it wasn't for what for what you guys are doing, we really would not have shows. We wouldn't have a format. We wouldn't be on the Deep Dive Network, and we wouldn't have on Rush Rush people coming up like Eric Senich and uh, Mark Kamire himself coming in in a few weeks. Um, we've got other folks, Fedge Herb, the guy, a drummer from Solar Federation, bunch of other guests coming in, Joe Cruz, you name it, Scott Haskin, just booked Scotty today. In nice. fact, he'll be coming in in March. So thanks for that. And, and you heard our big news, Wolfie, we got, uh, you want to talk again about, uh, regarding, uh, uh, regarding, uh, series and what we're doing with Scott here. Yeah. Uh, Sure, uh, Chaz. We're we're uh, we're getting geared up uh, to bring Scott into the fold for season three of the regarding regarding series, where our motto is: "We listen, so you don't have to." And uh, <laughs> we will be listening to uh, Van Halen three track by track 
uh, with, uh, with Scott and, and, uh, with, uh, Chaz and myself and, um, when it will be our next season after we finish up uh with uh the uh roger waters dark side of the moon redux album that we're that we're working our way through so we're excited for season three absolutely right so that's it yeah. so we've got a stable it's four of us more to come Corey mm -hmm. joining us for season four uh, official announcement you had two announcements tonight two official announcements one Scott Monroe, season three and season four. Corey Morissette regarding slang. You heard it here first. Well, he's uh, you know, the 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 CMPU might be uh dwindling a bit, but it's not dead. And I know Corey's been aching to get some Def Leppard talk in for quite it ain't some dead time. Yet. So you no. <laughs> it ain't dead yet. Yes. Yeah, so he will uh he he will be gladly with bells on. Uh, and with both hands ready to uh, to applaud and be ready to talk about some Def Leppard with you. So uh, that will be some fun stuff. I can't wait to tune in for that just because the hilarity and I'm sure uh, chaos that will come with it as well. And um, and I'm looking forward to Rush Rash as well. So you guys go to podcastwillrock.com where you can find all our backlog episodes. You can even find links to our merch store. Buy yourself a T-shirt. Why don't you get you a, a, a apologies to Gary T-shirt and and let the army grow. Like I said, I want to see an army of you guys out there wearing these shirts because eventually Gary Sharon, maybe he already knows uh, about it, but eventually he's just going to scratch his head and go, what the hell is with all these shirts? I got to find out. And you got to direct him to the podcast and then maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll chat with us. And then and if he does and he's still cool with it. We'll direct him like, hey, by the way, you need to go check out this other show called Regarding Van Halen 3, and uh, you can get some inside scope. So uh, we're we're looking out for you guys, and we're you know hopefully everyone's looking out for us, and it's all it's all love. And speaking of love, we love the people that are on our Patreon because you guys are the reasons uh, you're keeping the light on for us, uh, keeping us uh, uh, motivated to keep going. And you've been with us for such a long journey. So I just want to take a moment and thank the patrons like Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Pod, Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz himself, Chaz Machaz, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, Keith McCoy, Janice Risco, Brad Gould, Michael Triplett, Davey Lee Smith, and Chad Pollock. Thank you all so much. And uh, Chaz and uh, Scott on the call right now, thank you guys so much for uh, contributing, man. It's always always a pleasure, and we always love having you uh, uh, contribute your thoughts, your whether it's manifestos or what have you. It's all good. It's great. We love it. Uh, you guys, when you join the, the Patreon, you get to be part of the Discord. Get involved in the conversations. They never end, and it's always interesting and awesome. So do that. Find a tier that's right for you and join us, And uh, because the journey – is not quite uh, coming to a, an, a complete end, but this iteration of it is slowly but surely coming to its fruition. So uh, get on while you can. Yeah, I know it's it's crazy. So so what get a there ride while it's you been. It has been quite a ride. So I don't know if you want to do the uh, the run through of the deep dive podcasting stuff. We need. I got two shows. I got to mix. I am recount on this. He's got to do it. All right, here we go. Hit record, All Chaz. Right. We're going to talk about the Deep Dive Podcasting Network featuring such shows as Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. Wrapping up this week, our final episode, 
is dropping this Wednesday. So check it out. Check out our final Aerosmith mixtape. Uh, our best uh, 19 songs we think best represent uh, the band Aerosmith. Uh, myself and Scott Haskin do that show, and uh, Kevin Brown joins us to help moderate uh, the final episode. But the Corey Morissette uh, podcasting universe is ever shrinking uh, because we have that show coming to an end. Backtracks theme music also done, but you can check out all of our uh, back catalog of shows uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. But if you got a hankering for me, I can't fucking imagine why, but I do a show with Kevin Brown called The Ultimate Catalog Clash, where season two we're talking about 90s Metallica. Uh, we talked about the Black Album. We're talking about Load and Reload as well. Uh, so check that out wherever you get your podcast from. And please check out these other great shows on the Deep Dive Podcast that we're concluding. The Tom Petty Project featuring Kevin Brown, Seaside Pod Review with Kevin Brown and Randy Woods. Uriah Heap, The Magician's Podcast. That's a Scott Haskins show. Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnerd Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul Joan David at In the Lap of the Pods. That one is wrapped up too. You can catch all the uh, back episodes of that one wherever you get your podcast from. And then we have Andy and Mac at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What. Quinn at End Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Chat, and then we have the uh, Chaz Charles uh, uh, Podcasting Universe featuring uh, Regarding Lulu with Chaz and Greg. Rush Rash with Chaz and Chats. Chaz and Wolfie at Regarding Roger Waters. And coming soon to a podcast player near you, Regarding Van Halen 3 uh, with Chaz, Wolfie, and Scott Monroe. And then you can check out all of our other friends, uh, including uh, the DLR cast, the Bogus Otis Show, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. The Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast, Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich, Dissect That Film, Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast, and the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, the one and only Pod of Thunder. This week they did a Helix song. Man, I was, as a Canadian, that warmed oh. my heart in the frozen tundra of Canada right now that they did a Canadian <laughs> band as Helix. Uh, that was Helix. a heck of a lot of fun. So go check out uh, Pod of Thunder. Oh yes, absolutely. All right, and in behalf of uh, everyone on the of the Rush Rash uh, crew, and on behalf of Corey and myself, stay warm, you guys. Uh, winter has come. Winter landed flat on our faces over here, and uh, you know Corey. Well, I mean he's in Sask Saskatchewan, so what are you gonna do? It's just nothing. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. How do you say that? Saskatchewan. That's yeah. That's all we say. That's how you say it. <laughs> that's my favorite moment of that doc too and that there's how do you say lots, it? Lots, lots, <laughs> yeah that's how you say it so stay warm stay safe uh uh be uh be well be excellent to each other and rock some van halen while you're at it we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.